This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulturist Phil Russian. Good morning, Sir Mark. How are you? Good morning. I am fine as frogs here. That's right. Java, fine as frog here. How about that one, man? That is a new one. I can't even lie. That's a new one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, you said y'all were coming back from New Orleans and your daughter was noticing the fall colors. What'd you tell her? <laughs> well, I just, you know, it was funny. We were riding in the car. She saw like brown leaves and brown trees and brown grass for that matter. And she was like, is it fall yet? And I was like, not really, but everything's been hot. It's been so dry. So everything is dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that a whole lot. Matter of fact, we're going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later today. But uh, it's so weird out there. Uh, it was suggested that if you want it to rain, uh, hang some clothes out. Exactly. You know, or leave, leave your car window down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, but, of course, to be my luck, all it's going to do is just going to get really dusty. Right. I mean, my neighbors <laughs> are mowing dust right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to probably mow this weekend. Yeah. You got a nice lawn, Mark? No. You water it? <laughs> well, I don't water the lawn. I water all the stuff around the lawn. Yeah. It's downhill. Water runs downhill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, and I want to talk a little bit this morning about uh, about the dry. There's actually a psychological term. It's a fairly new term. It's only about 20 years old. Uh, Java, you've heard of nostalgia. Everybody nostalgic. Yeah, I know, you know that one. You know, the old hometown or back back when, you know, the, the old home place and things used to be this way and all like that. Nostalgia, uh, nostalgia means like grief or suffering. Nos means homecoming. So you miss the way, you, you miss the old days. You know, we're going to go back to, you know, to, to those days. Nostalgia actually has a positive thing. It makes you feel, you know, it brings people together, makes a sense of community and all like that. But if you live in the past, that's a problem. But there's a new word called solastalgia. Solastalgia. Yeah, from, from the word solace or comfort. Uh, when things are changing around you while you're in it, you know, you're not going back home. You're actually living it and it's changing. You don't have any control over it. You feel helpless. And, you know, that society, uh, drought, weather change, all that kind of stuff. While you're in it, you start having this grief for things changing and you feel helpless about it. That's solastalgia. I like it. Yeah, good yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, you know, it could be anything. You know, your 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 team. You know, your football team's not as good as it used to be, or the or or or, or whatever. But the weather right now, a lot of people are having this these feelings of helplessness because not everybody can water. Mark, not everybody. You know, there's some pretty lawns out there, but those people are spending the big bucks on water. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm. My, I don't even want to talk about my water bill. Yeah. But, well, you know. Yeah, and, you know, not everybody can afford it or wants to do that kind of stuff. Right. So, anyway, I'm going to talk a little bit about 
about a uh, a real interesting new competition. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it's a real interesting. You, but, you, you know, I love competition, right? You know, it's it's in the what I call if you can't fix it, flee it, or fight it, flow with it category. Okay, so we'll touch on that. But uh, but first of all, this is a live program, folks. If y'all want to give us a call. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. You know, over the years, I sort of get stuck in my recommendations. You know, don't worry about it or just take your glasses off. It'll go away or whatever. But a lot of people want real answers and just want to let you know between the two of us, you know, you and me and Mark, we're, we can give real answers. So if you give us a call, folks, and you have something you really don't want somebody to say, don't worry about it, you know, <laughs> press us. Because, you know, we, we here, here's what Mark would do, what you would do in your yard. Here's what I would do in my yard. And it may be different. They are totally different. Yeah, but there are a lot alike in ways too. Yeah, well, both of us tend to uh, to overplant. Oh we, yeah, we like we like big foliage. We like a lot right. of color. We love to accessorize. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> but you're out there actually gardening all the time, tinkering, doing stuff, moving stuff. I'm you know I'm just not doing nothing. I'm really enjoying that extra hour on Friday mornings. <laughs> I can get a lot done in an hour. Believe me. Okay, well, we, right off the we have a call from West Tennessee, and that could be even north of Memphis. I'm not sure. But, Ann, where are you calling from? Where, what, well, what we're part of West Tennessee? Well, we're getting first, oh, You're jumping the gun. You're getting anxious, <laughs> man. <laughs> Slow it down. Slow it down. Relax. Relax. Uh, and, and, by the way, here's a uh, – while we're doing that, I came, I came up with an interesting – somebody mentioned this. Greek statues. See all these Greek statues everywhere? They go back like thousands of years. What if they're not statuaries? What if they were victims of Medusa? They looked at Medusa and they turned to stone because it's all about the same time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure David didn't see Medusa. Or maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay. Is Ann up now? Ann, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Great. How are you guys? Fine, fine. Where, where in West Tennessee are you? Um, in the Savannah, Tennessee area. Okay, okay. Well, what can we help you with this morning? I don't know if there is such a thing as a dwarf curly willow. I know there's a curly willow that people love to use for decorative branches, and I would love to grow one, but can't can't grow a regular-sized willow. <laughs> I, I, wish, I wish you could see both me and Mark's expression right now. You see a dwarf willow, and both of us screwed her face up and, <laughs> and rolled her eyes up, looked thinking, I don't have you ever, have you ever heard of it? I, no, but I do know that curly willow generally does not get as large as like weeping willow. Yeah, it's kind of dwarf already. Yeah, and you can prune it. You yeah, can prune, oh. and, and you can you know you could cut it back every year. It puts out all cur- all curly new growth that stay you know just like you would any kind of shrub. You know, treat it like a shrub oh instead my of. Oh goodness. Hmm. So what 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 does it like like full sun or? Well, you know, willows, you know, a lot of people have this idea that willows like water. And our native willow does. A weeping willow likes to be near water. It likes to have roots down near the water, but it likes to be kind of up on the slope. So the main thing is you want to put it where it doesn't stay really, really dry, unless you want to water a lot, which makes you a victim. So, uh, you know, if you're, you know, any place with plenty of sunshine, at least six or seven or eight hours, and then dig a wide mm-hmm. hole and mulch it and water it when it gets dry. That's pretty much standard for almost anything. You know, back in the day, well, I mm-hmm. used to liberate curly willow on State Street by from, a from flower cutting? shop uh-huh. right across from the hospital. Yeah. So it doesn't ever get very big. Yeah. 
So the main thing is just... That's amazing. Yep. And they root really easily, too. So if you see one, go ahead and and, and get you some. They root in water. Oh, wow. Well, that's that's a right answer. Thank you so much (laughs) for your... Your time and information. Love your program. Oh, oh, you're not getting away this easy. I want to ask you, so why Curly Willow? Because um, my hairstylist um, at one point had some in the shop, and I said, oh, I love those. What are they? And he said, Curly Willow. I had never heard of it before, and I just thought Willow right away. It would be huge, and my husband would would uh, ask would give me my walking papers. Yeah, well, yeah. So, the reason I'm asking, there's a lot of interesting curly plant, curly stem plants that do really well. Uh, there's one that's called curly um, hazel. Uh, no, corkscrew hazel. Yeah. And it's actually oh. a shrub. It's not a tree. And it's even curlier than the willow. And uh, and it grows really, oh, really well. Yeah. And it, it grows a lot easier. Um, matter of fact, it used to be called, a century ago, there was a vaudeville guy who was who called uh, Harry Lauder. Uh, he used to walk around a little curly, a curved over guy with a curved stick. He was a, just a little curvy. Everything about him was all curvy. And they call it Harry Lauder's walking stick. But it's a type of of uh, of hazel that's called corkscrew hazel. And it makes a great, great shrub and stays nice and compact. and grows a whole lot easier than willow. I'm just saying, that's all. <laughs> but it's kind of dangerous. Well, I love that. That's, that's why you're, you are the... The king. I mean, nope, nope. The, you know, you, hey, can, can, you know so much. the folks, at the, there's probably one at the Memphis Botanic Garden. You can see if you go out. Matter of fact, there is one. There's one at the at the uh, uh, Memphis Botanic Garden right outside the main office. I'm, oh, I'm, I, it just occurred to me. Nice. I'm sort of free thinking there. <laughs> Tree thinking. I like that. Yeah. See, so anyway, corkscrew well, hazel. You I, I, you, you know, thank you, Austin. Okay, appreciate oh, it. I was just going to say thank you so much and take care. Thank you. Appreciate it, Dan. That's a great plant. Oh, the, the corkscrew hazel? Yeah. It's a bizarre thing. And it has these little hanging down uh, catkins, whatever they are, in the wintertime. They yeah. had one at Minel Gardens a long time. Well, actually, I think I might know where the one from Minel came from. <laughs> Easy to root, I bet, yeah. too. Yeah. So, anyway, cor- cool cor- corkscrew type of plants. Horticulture's fell to rushing, and Mark Patrick. Mark, you know, I, you know, you got, you don't have formal degrees and stuff like that, but you've no. been working in hardcore horticulture for quarter of a century. Yeah, quarter of a century. <laughs> that sounds bad. Let's just say twenty-five years. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it sounds great. Uh, you know, for not only as as a hands-on gardener, but uh, as a wholesale producer. Retail manager, all that kind of stuff, but mostly you're just a, a quirky gardener like anybody else, and you run into problems like anybody else, and think what would when customer says, "What should I do?" You work at Garden Works, right? In 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 Madison, see what can I do? You th- immediately think, "What would I do?" Right, and, and then I start, you know, bringing in the troops, and we kind of all put our heads together. If yeah. one doesn't know, somebody else in the family's going to know. Yeah, but in the back seven. of your mind, you're thinking, you don't really have to do all that. Just shove some bowling balls out there or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, that doesn't always go over. You can usually tell who yeah. is open to that and who's not, you know. Hey, let's slide up to Memphis, Tennessee, see what Mike is up to. Mike, what's going on? 
Hold on, we are almost oh, ready oh, with oh, Mike. Oh, oh. Felder, you got I, see, I got I have bifocals. You know, I'm looking at all these blinking lights and stuff. You know, you're used to this, Java. I mean, you're you kind of antsy this morning. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just excited because we like to talk. We're here to talk about gardening. And a gardener call, a call came pouring in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me when it's time. All right. I think we, um, <laughs> well, now this is live radio. I think Mike jumped off the line. You scared well, him, Felder. Well, <laughs> uh, Mark, there's a uh, I think I, oh, oh, my garden, and you've seen it. It's not for it's not for everybody, you know. It's not for yeah, everybody. I, yeah, like the back of my truck. You right. know, I've been growing stuff in the back of the truck uh, for over thirty five years. Right. And when I'm sometimes when I'm gone or there's a problem coming up or, or something needs to be done, you're the only person who's ever planted stuff in the back of my truck <laughs> because, it, you know, mixing stuff up and accessorizing, nobody can really tell whether it's good or not. And I've kind of lost track of how many times I've done it. Um, yeah. I, I remember the most important time I did it. And you weren't even in the country. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Wyatt Waters are yes. going to do a painting on my truck. Yes. Well, I was at uh, at a, a symphony concert out out in the open in Jackson at the Cedars last night, and a an artist named Ellen Langston. I know. I, you know, I know of Ellen. Yeah. 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 She she did a, a painting on my truck. It's just awesome. She did Great. it while we were actually at an event. Uh, I was talking live from the back of the truck, and she painted the truck in the back, but. Anyway, the reason I'm asking all that because um, next weekend I'm gonna be at the Max on Saturday morning, Saturday nine o'clock. But Sunday is the only time of the year I open my garden for a garden tour. I wish right. you'd join me. I am gonna join you. Okay, yeah. this yeah. is uh, the only time of year I have an open house. It's called it's a Fondren Garden. We started this thing called Fondren Funky Fondren Bottle Tree and Garden Tour. It's not your garden club ladies. Some are garden club ladies. Oh, there'll be some, I promise. Yeah, but but it's a uh, you know a, a couple a dozen or and a half or two dozen people open up their gardens, and it's a, it's a fundraiser to help fix up the street plantings in Fondren. But anyway, it's not your fancy garden. Everybody's garden who's on the tour does their own gardening. You know, they do it themselves. It's not mow and blow. It's here's, and it's quirky. But it's, and it's Saturday and Sunday. My garden will only be open on Sunday because I'm going to be in Meridian on Saturday. Right. But it's going to be uh, Sunday from uh, noon till about 4 or 5 o'clock in, ja- in Fondren, which is just north of uh, the, the, the football stadium in, in Jackson. Um, and if you'd like some information about that, it's called FondrenGardenTour.com. FondrenGardenTour.com. Where do you get a map and how do you visit these gardens and stuff like that? Easy enough. There's only one, well, other garden on that I really want to see, and I'll just climb over her fence. Becky, <laughs> Becky Potts. Yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah. She, she has a tr- – well, there's, there's several. Uh, uh, Susie Cranston with all the birdhouses. Right. You know, it's just an incredible selection of quirky gardens in Fondren. And uh, that's going to be next weekend, the and 6th. they and, uh, are everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, on uh, October 7th and 8th. My gardens will be open on the 8th. Uh, and if you're interested, go to FondrenGardenTour.com. Now, Felder, what was the best part of last uh, Saturday at uh, Hitchings Point? Because I remember we went there uh, with Felder on the road a couple, about a year ago. Yeah, it, it was a similar thing. People bring, uh, they, they brought their chairs. You know, we were up under the, you know, they're 
people selling zinnias that they grew and tomatoes that they grew and honey and you know the the a typical great local farmers market but people just pulled up their chairs and they were just they were just roaring you know is is what i call garden variety gardeners you know a lot of times master gardener groups plant societies garden clubs attract a certain personality type joiners this is the kind of thing with non-joiners, people who don't normally come to stuff like this. Some of them don't know how to fix up very good. <laughs> but, Did you just say that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But their gardens are earnest. They're honest. Right. These are people who just really want to do better. What I call grassroots gardener. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, you brought a floral bouquet today. A well, bouquet of stuff from your yard. It's well, actually, it's a Foley's bouquet. It's actually, no, there's some flowers in there. Actually, it's what you would call a buddy bouquet, but a lot of people probably don't even know about that. I don't, what's bouquet. a buddy bouquet? It was in one of your books. I, 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 I know, it was a long time I'm an ago. Old guy. But anyway, I just kind of picked some you of got, my favorites. You got coleus, stuff. you've got mm-hmm. some of the, the silver eucalyptus, you've got a magnolia, Japanese magnolia that's blooming out of season, or is that no. a curcuma? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a ginger of some sort. Weird um, plant. And I noticed that you have a sasanqua flower. Yeah. That's it's not, early, isn't it? I said, that's early. That is really early for sasanqua. It came off of a pinata. Oh, no. It's and it's up. paper. <laughs> and it looks absolutely real. Um, that's my favorite coleus ever. Yep. Yes. And, and not only that, but you, you have it in a... I'm going to say a toilet paper tube. It's actually half of a paper towel. Okay. I cut it in half. And John, you know, he did. He did something. My gra- my grandmother used to have an old what they call mother-in-law tongue or snake plant, old-fashioned plant that came from somebody's funeral, whatever. And she had it growing in a bucket in her house, and she put used kitchen tinfoil around it to what she called pretty it up. And you have tinfoil <laughs> around a toilet paper tube, Mark. Well, I was out by the smoker. <laughs> You know, and there it just kind of presented myself. You know, you got to have something to talk about when you're on live radio. Yes, right. And, and it, it, speaking of live radio, folks, we have the lines wide open. If you want to give us a call, I mean, this a lot of people have got stuff on their minds, or else they've just given up. Uh, I think a lot of people have given up. Well, just give us a call. Whatever's on your mind, it is time to start planting stuff for fall. I mean, this weekend, in preparation for this garden tour, I'm turning. You know, a lot of my annuals died. Yeah. My summer stuff, just uh, a few plants like African blue basil and uh, some of my hot peppers, they made it fine. But I'm having to replant, and I noticed uh, uh, Garden Works and some of the other garden centers, you're starting to get pansies and violas and kale, oh, stuff yeah. that likes it. You want to plant it this time of it year. Is, I mean, it's time. Um, you know, according to the almanac, you know, um, <laughs> which you and is, your grandmother, me and my grand, you know, every good grassroots gardener that I grew up with had one or knew about it and didn't need it. Yeah, the almanac, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's harvest moon. It's time to plant it was, above it, ground crops. It was a gorgeous moon, yeah. gorgeous moon last night. Well, that's what I'm going to do. This weekend, I'm, I'm watering the dirt. I've been watering all week to kind of loosen it up. I'm going to turn it over, dig in my old mulch, spread some more mulch, and I'm going to start sticking pansies, violas, kales, uh, with some other, fo- I mean, there's still plenty of time to plant marigolds and stuff like that if you got them. Marigolds are great in the fall. As long, you know, you just have to know they're only going to make it till frost. You know, yeah. don't put but, too much pressure on you them. Know, chrysanthemums, you know, everybody's Mums. got chrysanthemums. I oh, mean, yeah. it's just almost too much. But there's a lot of stuff to, that should be planted 
this time of the year because it'll bloom and grow all summer and well into the spring. And uh, a lot of people say, oh, it's fall. I'm, tired. I'm just so depressed. And no, you plant right. stuff all the time. You know, at least twice a year. I've heard people come in and say, oh, my plants gave up. And I'm like, did your plants give up or did you give up? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I said that to myself. (laughs) Java, you got me scared now. There's two blinking lights here. Okay, so we got Beverly from Kosciuszko on the line. Beverly, how are you this morning? Thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, I have just planted some pansies and the deer are eating them. What do I do? Ooh, okay. <laughs> I, I know what I would say, but Mark, what, deer um, eating pansies. You deer, probably have yeah. a fence around your yard. Uh, I have two fences, I, actually. I, I actually don't have a fence, and I live right downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it, this time this year, it does not matter. No, it doesn't. They're <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, deer are thirsty. Um, and hungry. They're, they're, and hungry, they're just going to eat. They, I, I, you know, I've heard, Mark and I both heard everything you could possibly hear about how to keep deer out, all the different things you can do. Bottom line is a fence. If you can't put a fence out, there's not much you can do about deer. Plain and simple. I mean, there, there are products out there, you know, under a million different names. And most of them, the number one ingredient is putrefied eggs. Yeah. Is so... It, yeah, it so, doesn't sound very... And that only works for a little while, so... Yeah. So, Beverly, what have you tried? Cayenne pepper. Does it work? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard it all. You know, you could buy coyote urine and spray yeah. on your plants and, and all sorts of stuff, but, you know, uh, and you can't put a fence around down. You know, I've walked all around downtown, Kaiser. That's a lecture at the library every couple of years, and there's, there's just not, not much you can do. Well, thanks for nothing. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I actually helped you by telling you the truth about yeah. it. I'll tell you well, something you might – here's something you might want to try. You know, go to the store and get some real cheap uh, – go to the dollar store or something, get some real cheap uh, – uh, uh, what are the skewers you put meat and stuff yeah, like? Uh, yeah. Shish kebab skewers. Yeah. And, uh, and stick them with the sharp end up so it makes them bump their oh, nose on pointed things. Just try that. I mean, it works on cats. So anyway, try okay. try try a few little sharp sticks sticking up there, and, uh, and it'll poke their nose. They can't really see it, and it'll poke their nose. Maybe that'll work. Okay, I like that idea. Thanks so much. Oh, no. Let, let me know if it works. I'm just guessing here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, no. good luck. Hey, but Beverly, you still there? Yeah. Do you know the band director, Charles Grove? I sure do. He was my band director who changed my life in high school. And if you see Mickey Grove, tell him Felder said hey. Well, I will. And, you know, we are redoing the uh, auditorium and making it the Skipworth Arts Center. And part of it is going to be the Mickey Grove Hall. Wow. Wow. He is. Cha- he, he is. A lot of people don't realize, you know, he is was the, the director of the National High School Band Directors Association. He's been all over the world and he's there in Kosciuszko, Mississippi. Anyway, tell him I said, hey. I will. All right. Well, thanks for taking my call. Okay, Beverly. Good luck. I'm not going to play that game. Oh, no, do, I, do you know? Because we'll never get off the line. Yeah, I, I know. Well, let, let's go now to Florence and see what Roger's up to. Roger, what's up? Oh, I got to tell a toilet paper roll story. It doesn't have a lot about to do with gardening. But, okay, keep uh, keep it clean. Keep it clean. Oh, yeah. Well, this was extremely clean. I, I collect uh, 
toilet paper and paper towel roll. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued. You have our attention. <laughs> okay. We, uh, we being some of my grandchildren, this was some time ago, I collected these for years because you can take uh, a glue gun and build uh, log cabins out of these things, especially if you have some longer rolls that are that you save from uh, wrapping paper. Yeah. Those are the big structural pieces. And you can use your imagination. You can build a wonderful uh, log cabin-looking thing out of a glue gun. It takes a while. It's a great project. <laughs> and that's what kids now, need. They need yeah. something that takes a it's, while. It's the original Lincoln yeah, log. <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, that's right, with, with a glue gun. And kids love it. And so we built one in my basement. Well, it's kind of like that classical story about building the boat in your basement and then not being able to get it out. <laughs> we built a little log cabin, and it was too big to get out of the door and had to tear it up to get it. Well, had to tear it up. That's my log, that's my toilet paper roll story. But you can you can use those things and especially save them in a big bag and take them to your uh, church when they have vacation Bible school. And tell them, here's your collection. I, I collect uh, bottle caps, too, colorful bottle caps. And uh, they make great uh, in innovative opportunities for kids with glue guns. I've actually That's seen... I've actually seen where children decorate. Uh, I, I go to a lot of flower shows, particularly over at, in Europe and England, and they always have a children's area where, where children do stuff, at schools and all. And you see a lot of stuff that's been accessorized with plastic bottle caps glued onto things. That's, exactly. a, that's a great idea. Yeah, great Roger, idea. I appreciate that. All, all right. right. Uh, and and we, call, we call toilet paper rolls doot-de-doos. Doot-de-doos. You know, you know why? I've never heard that one. Because you walk around with him holding them out and go doot-de-doo. Like a kazoo. Come on, Java. Come on, man. I think Java might be a little overwhelmed that you and I think too much alike. This is like double trouble. Yep, 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 yep. Mark Patrick Felder rushing double trouble. <laughs> That's right. And Java Chapman trying to hold us together. Yeah. And Java reminded me we need to give a shout out to Will, our phone greeter. Yep. He's in there. He's he's in there pushing all the buttons. Pushing all the, all buttons. the buttons. And uh, we've got a, a I got a, a interesting little competition I want to talk about. But let's go up to uh, down to Tyler Town. Talk to Mona. Mona. A lot of rushings around Tyler Town. Oh yeah. Hilda, I don't have a question, <clears throat> but I have. I want to tell you about a wonderful plant that has performed beautifully with no supplemental water. You want me to tell you the name first or the description? Well, no, do the description first, because me and Mark, we like to scratch our heads. Okay, it's a, I guess you'd call it a sub-shrub or maybe a shrub. Uh, it has red flowers that attract hummingbirds. We have it in front of a window, and you can plant it in front of a window because you can kind of see through it. It grows in sort of a, a vase shape, I guess. Okay. And, uh, red, red. It has not gotten any supplemental water at all. Okay, red flowers, small shrub, and this is in South Mississippi. Right, right. Gosh, you know, Mark, Mark yeah, our wheels are turning so <laughs> fast. Right. What would you Let, get? Now I'm going to throw out some questions. Is the foliage green? Is the foliage? Yes. It's green foliage. Yes. Okay. 
It can it's be so many things. Mark has grown so many hundreds of different kind of plants. Does it does it go completely dormant in the winter and like disappear or yes. is it, it yes. Okay, so it's probably it dies down. Yes. It dies down. It stays short with red flowers. We can't. There, yeah. There's too, too many possibilities. So, so it, can get about seven, it can get seven feet tall. It's not near as tall this year. Would it, would it be the, the, the plant that they call uh, uh, cardinal uh, uh, bishop's cap or cardinal flower? Uh, not cardinal flower. Yeah, Turk's cap. Uh, Turk's cap. It is. It is. Yeah, yay, we got it. <laughs> that is and actually it, a native, a Texas native. It, well, it's native probably to a lot of places. Yeah. And it probably didn't get as big this year because it had less water. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Turk's cap is a great hummingbird plant. Man. Yeah. The, the Malva, for those of you who are curious, Malva viscous arboreus. Yeah. Borious. You're boring me with that. Let me ask you this, uh, Mona. Has yours ever made those little flat apple, red apple-looking fruits? Oh, yes, and it comes up from, it, it volunteers from those seeds. Well, those are edible. Are they? Yeah, I mean, i, I got to be real careful when I say stuff like that, but yeah. Anyway, what a great plant, extreme drought tolerant. It's native to Texas. That'll yes. tell you something. And that's what we're sort of headed towards, plants like that. I yes. have another plant that has surprised me with, it may have gotten some water, and that is the the, um, the jasmine tea jasmine. <laughs> I just call it jasmine tea jasmine. Huh. Jasmine pea jasmine. Don't know. Don't well, know. It's uh, jasmine... Fish or something like that. You know, it's just it, 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 this. This you know, I had a, a basil called African blue basil. I had three of them. All three of them made it three months with no rain at all. No, yeah. You know, a lot of other stuff just died. And I noticed they reseeded in your truck. No, I planted. I no, started. there's little babies coming up. No, really. Okay. <laughs> I got better eyes than you, apparently. Yeah, you've got baby basil well, in there. Well, Mona, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for good suggestions of plants that like this kind of weird weather. I appreciate you calling about that. Thank you. And you, you almost no, you actually did stump us. <laughs> just for a minute. Appreciate it, Mona. Thank you so much. All right, let's go to uh, Sylvia from Raymond, 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 Mississippi. You actually in Raymond or out near Learned or something? Uh, closer to Terry. Okay, okay. <laughs> Raymond south, covers south a, a lot of territory. It does. Uh, my question is: I have planted uh, new foundation plants in the fall, and I planted some soft touch hollies. And I've been keeping them watered, and they were looking very pretty. And all of a sudden, I just started getting a little brown sprig here and there that doesn't look drought-related. It looks like something else. And like like maybe, you've been, like maybe you've been watering it too much? Yeah, like a fungus maybe? Would that, would that cause it? Yes. Watering too much? Yeah. You know, a lot of plants, you know, too much water is just as bad as not enough. So if you're watering it more than once every really, really good once a week or so, you might be keeping it wet and you're getting a little root rot or some stem blights, you know. So anyway, it sounds more like water-related yeah. stuff than anything. Yeah, because soft-touch holly is just almost bulletproof. It's my favorite of the dwarf hollies. Um, you know, you can shape it into meatballs and gumdrops if you want, or you can let it be natural. But it has a pretty green color too. Yeah, uh, but, and, and it's more durable than boxwoods and and things like Absolutely. that. So uh, anyway, I, I just just try not to water it too much. Snip out the dead stuff. Let's see what happens. Yeah. All righty, thank you. Thank All you. Right. 
Okay, now we can we got time before we take another break and go to Mooreville. Pat, thank you for holding. What's up? Uh, I'd like to have some suggestions on what to do in my yard. I have a, probably it's eight feet long and a real big around petrified wood log. Whew. Two yeah, tons, two and, tons of wood. Fun. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what type it is, but anyway, I just love it. Now, what kind of um, accessories or plants could you use with this? Uh, I don't want it to look like a flower garden. I got a. I have. I have a. I have an ideal solution. It's a big old piece of petrified wood, right? It is. Okay. Except it's big now. It's not a little piece. Yeah, yeah. Why not plant around it plants that were actually growing when that tree was growing? What we call dinosaur plants or prehistoric plants that were growing at the same time. Uh, palmetto palm. You know the dwarf palmetto palm. That would, you know, that'd make a, you know, you got this log and palmetto palm has that nice little hand shape. It'd make a great accent. And then you could put horsetail, uh, little dwarf magnolias, ferns. But uh, I've got a, a, a list of plants that were growing in Mississippi when those tr- plants were still alive. So I, have, I have a question. First of all, where is Mooreville? Beg your pardon? Where, where is it Mooreville? Where, Mississippi. where is that? Side of Tupelo. Side of Tupelo. Yeah, okay. up north Mississippi. Uh, dwarf palmetto palm. Uh, any kind of ferns. There's a, is this in the sun or the shade? Complete sun. Okay. Well, well, there's there are a few ferns that would grow there, but anything that looks like that. I've got a list of plants. If you want to send me an email uh, to at felderushing dot blog, I got a list of plants that will grow in Mississippi. And whatever killed the dinosaurs couldn't kill these plants. Right. And, uh, okay. and and I got a lot of ideas uh, walking around the the petrified forest out from Flora. Yeah. And they have a lot. But anyway, if you could get your hands on on what they call a a dwarf palmetto palm. Or a needle palm, they're perfectly hardy outdoors, and they're small and they're compact, and they make a really good complement to that. Okay, all right. Great Thank idea. She needs to build a little Jurassic Park, is what it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a little dinosaur. Yeah. Have a little dinosaur garden there. Yeah, <laughs> go get you a dinosaur and put on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's interesting. I have uh, different sh- uh, different sizes of turtles on it. <laughs> and I have a turtle for each member of my family, okay. and they're lined up on top of the log. Perfect, perfect, you know. perfect. Well, like I say, there, there's a good, you know, there's there's quite a few plants. Uh, there's a plant called horsetail. Some people call it equisetum. Uh, it's you know you want something that's going to be a different shape. You know you got that big chunky log. You want something that's a you know di- you know spiky stuff and surrounding stuff. But if you yeah. find your uh, dwarf palmetto palm, that'd be a great start. I think I'll do that. Thank you very much. All righty. Appreciate it. You know, the the answer really is just whatever you want. Well, that's true. uh, But I would, you know, I'll tell you something, and this is not a native plant, but a little dwarf uh, Nandina, some of the kind that only get maybe two feet tall. Yeah, like firepower. Yeah, yeah. And they have that nice little feathery look, and they're evergreen, and it's a good contrasting shape and good texture. So, you know, they would all, and then you put those out there. 
And, they, you know, you put other stuff that comes and goes, these will stick with you. Yeah, Tupelo. You know, I've only been through Tupelo once in my entire life, and it was with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know that corner of the state, you know, geographically very well. Yeah. Well, listen, before we go to the next call, let me throw this out. This is a, an oddball thing. I told you I found an oddball thing. Uh, and I'm just going to read what I wrote because I can't. I, I won't be able to freeform it. Here's something to ponder as a counter to negative headlines that make us feel bad. A competition that makes people smile and don't have to do a thing. You ready for this? <laughs> Dry brown grass is no longer a source of shame on a Swedish island where they've run out of they don't have enough water. Right. And residents are competing over the ugliest lawn. Uh-oh. <laughs> with T-shirt and award and everything. It, 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 you know, lawns are... In, in Sweden, it's a cultural thing. Right, you know, right. If you don't keep it clean, clean lawn, there's something wrong with you. Uh, but they've 60% of their water is being used on people's lawns. And so they came up as a way to save water and create awareness, this idea of a uh, ugly lawn contest. You, <laughs> you better know? hope they don't start that around here. <laughs> I, I'm actually good. I put it on the Mississippi Gardening Facebook page, and I, I put a picture. There's going to be a sign show up in your yard. You know that. Don't don't tell anybody, but I showed a picture of my neighbor's lawn. It oh, is no. dead as a doorknob, oh, and no. it's so dead, it looks normal. It right. looks good. Well, you know, I've always said brown is a color, too. That's right. Java. <laughs> <laughs> now, that I, is true. It's well, brown is a color, too. One of my favorite grasses of all times, one of the names is Red Rooster, and it's actually brown. And people look at it like, that's dead. And you're like, no. Well, he, here, here's not. what the, this lady is. And, and this is this is pretty. It's a water concept. You know, they, we went through this out in the desert south with Arizona, Southern California, where they're replacing lawns in Florida. They're right. replacing right. lawns with with other stuff because it just doesn't make sense. If you want to have a perfect lawn, that's great. This is America. Go for it. But a little throw rug of green is all you need. But the rest of the stuff. Anyway, this ugliest lawn contest, here's what the winner says. She said, it was the easiest competition to win. I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> she said, the dog loves to dig in the dust, so there's a lot of holes and bumps, so at least he is happy. <laughs> Zero escape, right? Ugliest lawn contest, Java. What about it? Now, got to put some stipulations on here because ugliest lawn doesn't mean void of grass because you can have a nice lawn without any grass you're, you're, now. You're right. You're so right. So you got to put some yeah, stipulations. That's right. that's right. This is the reason you make the big bucks, man. You come up with all these rules and stuff. Well, I just, because I know things, you can have a nice rock, uh, you know, kind of situation yeah. in your front lawn. Not a, there's not a blade of turf grass in my entire garden, front or back. But yeah. I got, but I had that open area. You know, it was mulch right. for a long time. Mulch was just a real pain. And now I've got uh, chipped, mar, uh, chipped slate. You know, you got a pool in your yard instead of grass to mow. And I haven't had any takers on that centipede I've been trying to give away. <laughs> Nobody showed up to dig it. <laughs> well, anyway, this is the idea. What they're doing is you can't fix it, flee it, or fight it, flow with it. They're having a tough time. The water's not there. And so instead of moaning and groaning, they're having fun at their own expense. And they're hoping it spreads. Anyway, let's go to Mobile and talk with Mikey. Mikey, how are you this morning? Oh, y'all are giving me some ideas that I shouldn't say, but I'm going to go ahead with this one. The brown long thing, I think you should also have an ugly dog and named it Irrigation, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mikey. That was great. Uh, Okay, no, no, no. Actually, what I do have to say is that um, I have suggestions on things. Now, I'm not 100. I know it's Gardening 101. I'm not 101 yet, but I'm working on it. 
and uh, uh, after, you know, getting about halfway there, I started yeah. learning some stuff about, you know, plants that really work and want to be easy. And sometimes they're inside, sometimes they're outside. You can perpetuate them easily. You can save money. You can have one with your kids. All that jazz. That's what we've all been saying. Jazz. Uh, okay, the first one is one of, I know it's one of Silver's favorites because he said it so many times. Um, we call it four o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I think Absolutely. Another name is Balsam of Peru. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. a million names. And, and, yeah. And uh, uh, they're really great. But Okay. And, and. Of course, the second of this, I'm going to get to how to do it. Okay, we, we, we only got so much time here, Mikey. Pepper plants and coleus plants, which are related to basil. Yep, right. And I didn't find out until I had been doing this stuff for a while. That's why you got to research. <laughs> read, read, well, read. No, you know, you, you, well, research is just doing it sometimes. Right. Sometimes you back into it, right? Um, exactly. You cutting. You can take cuttings of these yep. things, all these things, four o'clock pepper plants. I'm talking, you know, the, the yep. pepper plants you can eat and stuff, and coleus, which is beautiful. Yeah. And they all make beautiful house plants. Th- Just those, take some cuttings and put them in some water. Those and are when go- they start showing roots, pot them. Absolutely. Th- those, are, those are great suggestions, Mike. You appreciate that. Thank and you yeah, we're, so much. We're, we're right in there with you. Thanks for, for, you know, for really buttressing what we've been saying. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Wow. Yeah, I mean, but now you grow coleus. It's one of your favorite plants. Oh, yeah. But and I even you, know all the corny names to most of them. But you got to water them. Yeah, you, you got to water them. them. And you, you can gotta. root them. But, you know, the days of people rooting coleus all winter long are just about over with. Yeah. It's only a handful that yeah. do that. Lantana know. does great. You yeah. know, I was gone for three months. My lantana has stopped blooming. I watered it one time, and it's completely in full bloom now. You know, and I believe it was Mikey that was asking about blue flowers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you've got... Caryopteris. What a weird name. Caryopteris. Or Bluebeard. Bluebeard. I've um, grown this. It's a perennial. It is. Um, you know, it's even semi-evergreen here, I believe. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it zones four to, you know, yeah. nine probably. But there's a, a lime green one, and it's probably not cold-hardy at all. Lime green. It's got yeah. green foliage and spikes of purple flowers. Yeah. But anyway, blue beard. Blue beard. Called Caryopsis. Norman Winter sort of introduced that to Mississippi about 15 or 20 years ago. Yeah. And it's a terrific plant. A yeah. plant and heat and drought. I think it, you know, I mean, it grows well in Texas. I have a friend in Terry. He, she had it all the way around the spot. Where she used to have a pool, and she filled it with dirt. <laughs> Can you believe somebody would do that? Yeah, I've known several people do this. They said, yeah. hey, with this. But yeah. Not anyway, me. Carrie Opter, I'm giving a, a, in two weeks, I'm going to uh, do a, a lecture in, in Dallas. And I'm going to be going to the Dallas Arboretum. I'm Great. going to the St. Uh, 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 not St. Uh, Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Fun. Specifically look at plants that look good and a place is hotter and drier than we normally have yeah. that do well in hot and dry in Fort Worth and Dallas without a whole bunch of care. Fun. So, you know, great. You, that's a that's a great road trip. But we made the Dallas trip, you and I and Dirt, years ago. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's uh it's anyway, they they have good gardens. We may have to be shifting our thinking. Instead of thinking we can all have a New Orleans garden, you've got a New Orleans garden. A lot of a lot of tropical yeah. looking stuff and big foliage and big leaves and, and flowers and stuff. But you know, what if not everybody 
can do all that gardening stuff, what can we put out there that'll reasonably do okay? And so I'm going to Texas, see what ideas they've got. You know, I have a few of those plants in my New Orleans garden, too. Yeah. Like red yucca. One of my favorite Terrific little compact plant, and and it grows in the what what we call the hell strip between the between the street between the curb and the sidewalk. Hell strip. I mean that's 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 what horticulturally call it because it is just unbelievable heat, no water, bad dirt, and that's the kind of plants that I'm gonna look for. Not for people who like to have really really nice gardens, but people want to have good enough gardens without a whole bunch of care. It's it's the the probably the best spiky. In my whole little garden. It's a good one. And and it doesn't look like a yucca yucca. No, actually one of mine is blooming right now. Yeah. Everything's messed up. Well, we so we're, we're we're changing with the flow. That's right. You know, some people say, "Well, it's all, we've always had really hot, dry summers. Not like this Not one. Like this. Not like this one. No. And uh, if this is a one-off, we're okay, but that's if right. it happens again and again and again, our plant palette needs to shift and that's the reason we're here. Exactly. So, yeah, it changes every day. Yep. Well, and Felder, gonna... speaking of changing with the flow, I was debating on if I should mention it. You know, Jason Klein, he's, our director of he's, radio, he's moving to Virginia. He's leaving. He's leaving us, man. And today is his official. We've had so many celebrations. We got another one later on today about this guy. But he's today is his official last day here at MPB. He he is. I've, I've, Jason's been here what twenty more than twenty years. No, well, just under, right under twenty years. Okay. He, he remembered me last week, and I looked at him, and I was like, "Who are you?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he so. it, he is he encouraged me, Java, and you went along with it to just let it flow. Yeah, just just let it <laughs> let, let it hang, let it hang, let it hang. <laughs> so anyway, Mark, thanks for coming in again, man. Yeah. See you next week, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Are you kidding, Java? How about you? Yeah, I'll be here. I'm okay. not. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I was gonna say, okay. you better be here. <laughs> okay. Well, reason I'm a, because I'm I'm gonna I'm go and blow the whistle on you. You're moving into Jason's job. Uh. <laughs> so don't be don't be leaving us high and dry, man. Just because you got the corner office now doesn't mean you can't be Java Chapman. Oh, I'm always gonna be Java Chapman, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Good. Cool. 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 Well, uh, Caryopteris blue. What you call blue, it? Blue, beard. blue beard? Yeah, it's a great blue beard. One. It's a good plant. Uh, yeah. Africa blue basil. Yeah. Uh, Mike. You mentioned the four clocks, yeah, lantana, and um, the list if, goes on and on and, and on. If, and if you've got a brown lawn and you just can't water, you just not willing to or unable to or whatever, make a sign out there that said "Ugly Yard Winter Yard of the Week" or "Brown is the color too." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you, Mark. Folks, we're going to take a week long break and come back with more of the Gestalt Gardener. I'm going to be at the Max next Saturday. We'll talk about that, and we're going to have my garden tour, FonderingGardenTours.com. Going to be open on Sunday. Sunday, October the 8th or 7th, whatever that is. Whatever Sunday. We'll talk about that next week. Meanwhile, if you get a chance, take a kid to a farmer's market. Go to a farmer's market. Talk to people who grow their own stuff. Get you a bouquet of homegrown zinnias and show kids how to do what we do best. <laughs> Can you say it, Mark? Oh, no. Can you say well, it, Nathan? And get dirty. <laughs> get dirty. See y'all next week. <laughs> this is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.